0: hello everyone and welcome to one of the most interesting episodes of the infinite boost podcast that i have ever recorded while i'm recording this i am sitting in a hotel in phoenix arizona because i am away this week and due to some technical difficulties i was unable to record an episode prior to leaving so I uh, had some heroes swoop in and help me out a lot with this episode. Echo and Romeo. Romeo, of course, was on the Diamond uh, round table, is now working on his way into Champ 3. They were kind enough to sit down. They've been playing together a lot recently. They did. They were nice enough to sit down and talk some Rocket League. And that's the podcast. So I'm not even in it. Those two guys really carried the load. Uh, Michael was also there helping out a little bit. I appreciate him stepping in and adding in a little bit as well. But I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. It's a really cool uh, opportunity for me to really just hand over the reins to a couple of the Booster Club members and see what came out the other side. And I'm, I'm just it, it really makes me happy to see that People honor what I've created in such a way and took it so seriously and honestly just did a really, really good job. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. It's very insightful from a couple guys that, you know, very recently have moved all the way from Diamond 3, pushing Champ 3 and hoping for GC very soon. So really enjoy this one. Take some time to show some love to them in the Discord because they deserve it. And I'm I'm just... I'm just really proud of these guys and and honored that they see uh, so much value in the podcast that they're willing to treat it with such care and and do such a good thing for me. I really appreciate it because it was very important for me to keep things rolling at this point. So enjoy this episode. Enjoy this conversation. Thanks again to Michael, Echo and Romeo. And here we go.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Infinite Boost Podcast. We have a very special episode planned for you today. My name is Thomas. I'm also known as Romeo, along with my duo partner, Brian. You might know him as Echo. We'll be hosting today's show as Thomas is currently on a well-earned vacation. Michael will be joining us uh, partially. Uh, he'll be giving us external view of our progression as teammates as we look to hit GC this season. So, Brian... Before we played with each other, what were our play styles like, and how did we train to uh, overcome that type of play style?
2: Well, uh, at least personally, I can definitely say I'm mechanics based, you know, just a tad bit. Uh, I definitely think for me, enjoyment in the game was based around clips. Um, I could, at that point, my rank could have been plat. And I would have been completely fine if I, as long as I was hitting clips. Um, you know, my my game sense never really developed in terms of team play until just last season. Uh, seeing as I, I played ones a lot for the past few seasons, only because ones was a lot easier having a mechanical play style. So I was able to achieve higher ranks just playing ones. Um, now, that, that actually ended up hurting me later on, but last season, uh, kind of, it's been fixed, I guess. We'll go into that later. Um, but yeah, pretty much, I just am a no-brain player, uh, trying to be smarter.
1: Okay, and how many, like, hours do you have? What rank were you last season? You talked about that, too. Playing ones.
2: Uh, I... I'd probably say when I started grinding ones and actually hit champion ones I was probably around 1200 hours. A lot of that time spent in like training or whenever I was playing I was probably just playing with my plat buddies just messing around. Um now I I'm sitting around 1600 with 1600 hours uh with uh being around like C2C3 and 2s and 3s and haven't really touched ones sense i guess
1: okay so for me i have like i don't know i don't it's not like a flex or anything but i have like 800 hours and i think most of those at least half have been in the past few months because i've really been picking up my uh rocket league and actually grinding it out i've been really enjoying the game recently uh last season my rank was like diamond three to like low champ one this well i guess the season just reset so this last season, it was Champ 2, Champ 3. The season before that was Diamond 3, Diamond 1. And most of my hours came within the last two seasons, like I said before. But, oh yeah,
2: I'm definitely a little jealous of your, your hours.
1: Yeah, when we first started playing though, uh, what did you see about like my play style compared to yours and how we worked around each other uh, in twos? Uh,
2: I definitely say that I was considered more of like the aggressor now i'm not gonna say that i was good at it because i definitely don't think i I was but i'd probably say that you were more of defense and our roles are very strict
1: yeah i definitely had when we first started playing with each other you were always going for like two v ones and everything else you weren't used to having a teammate you said to me because you played one so much so yeah. 90% of the time, I just had to sit back playing passive because your play style was so eccentric and you would go for such crazy stuff. And it's all solo plays as well. Yeah, so exactly. my strict role was pretty much sit back and wait till you either miss or you score and then challenge or save the ball when it gets turned over, which left me in a lot of 2v1s. That, you know, yeah,
2: I- that was definitely the biggest problem. Because my that's also something to uh, talk about here is that when I... Back then when I, I main ones, anytime I play twos or threes, it was mainly with like plats. It was just my friends and we just do ranked, right? So I never really had any trust in the way that they played. So uh, I think that kind of carried over. So anybody I played with, I, I it found found it hard to trust their, their plays and what they could do. So I, I would just kind of, I would ball chase a lot.
1: Yeah, I definitely was left in a lot of uh, two v ones because you would overcommit trying to do like an air dribble flip reset into their net from half court. <laughs> but that's because you just said you uh you like grinding out mechanics over being smart at the game, and now you're having to backtrack and learn to be smart and use your mechanics.
2: Yeah, exactly. I still I still try to be mechanical, but in a way that isn't messing you over or messing you up. Uh, later on
1: so when we realized that how did we adapt play styles to overcome that problem
2: well i feel like the first thing was just realizing that it was a problem i feel like a lot of players they they will have their i guess their set buddy that they play with or buddies if they're playing threes and um they kind of just lock themselves into a particular play style, whether it be like sitting back or being like super aggressive all the time, which I feel like a lot of the time you don't realize until it's too late, but you definitely can catch it pretty early on. And the earlier you catch it, the easier it is to change. Um, Now, what we personally did was we got a... We realized that our passing was really not there at all because I was very solo play oriented. Um, Our offense seemed to be missing. I guess like there, there was offense, but it was not very good or very valid. That would, uh, it it wasn't very secure. You know, It it was more just ball chasing and hoping. Like, okay, if they mess up, then yeah, we'll kind of. It was more of us getting goals because they were bad and not because we were outplaying them, I guess. Um, in terms of defense, I feel like it was just... It was me going for offensive plays that would go terribly and then it would be a 2v1 and you would you would probably not save it. Although a lot of the time your defense is really good, but in a 2v1 situation, it's a lot harder. So
1: Yeah for sure uh the first step was obviously realizing i think i had to tell you after a game like hey I, like 90 percent of the goals were getting scored on is because i'm left in a 2v1 and you're on their side of the field getting boost and coming back
2: yeah and... a big thing that i realized too was that my my shot percentage my shot percentage has never been good but then it was it was extremely bad like i'd have one in one goal in every like seven shots on average sometimes more sometimes less but it was, it was never really good. And that, that kind of goes back to where, uh, the shots I was taking were not very good. Like it was just, if they missed, that was, that was the way I was getting those goals. It was not, it was not because I was necessarily outplaying them.
1: Right. And, uh, before I started playing with you, I was a very support oriented player. I never really went for solo plays on my own. I would either try to get the ball around one guy and 50 last and hope my teammate's there or get the ball around one guy and just try to pass the ball somewhere where I think my teammate is. And your play style was not anywhere close to being able to work around that. Like you would go for a solo play and then go back to our half the field and wait for me to get down with my play when my play is trying to get the ball to you. So that was definitely a bump we had to get around. And part of the way we got around it was, I think, learning rotations. Did you have, like, any aha moments when we were learning rotations, like something clicked?
2: Now, my big thing in twos was uh, just chasing the ball, really having pressure on the ball all the time. Now, that worked unless they were able to adapt. Once they realized that I was only pushing and pushing all the time, they could just either like they could counter in some way that would just completely throw me off because my adaptability was terrible and if they could adapt to my play style I was just kind of set stone either way. So things that I realized for twos especially was that having that pressure is definitely really good. Like you want you want to push them before like they have a opportunity to set something up that is threatening. Although you don't want to do that as last man or in a situation that, you know, you're not going to get a good touch or really a touch at all on the ball. Um, In threes, a big thing that I've realized is that when I, when I first started getting into threes this season, uh, I realized that I felt really overwhelmed mainly because I was trying to carry over my twos play style into threes, which it's, it's hard to outpace three different opponents. Um, so what I, I realize is that you have to, uh, at least what I do is I, I kind of play the game slow and I, I kind of let all the opponents and my teammates do what they want, and then I play it slow and I, I kind of just wait for the right moment to make a play. So I will I will not overextend myself. I'll try to stay back. I'll let my teammates be sort of the aggressors until I know that I have a good opportunity to, take a shot or take a play of any kind
1: right and you were talking about how your twos play styles was a lot of keeping pressure on the ball and that didn't work out too well in threes because obviously you have to try to do that to three people oh wasn't your ones play style the same way you think that had any effects on your twos and threes play style initially
2: um yeah i mean for sure because i feel like ones is a lot easier to translate to twos. Um, My ones play style was just also being super aggressive, um, mega mechanical, like uh, the biggest issue that I ever got scored on, was because I would overcommit or I would go for something that was really mechanical and I'd mess it up and it would just be a free goal. Uh, My biggest thing in ones is just boost possession and ball possession. Like I would make sure that I had the boost and I had... Maybe not even having the ball, but if they did have the ball, I wanted to make sure they weren't comfortable with it for a very long time. Um, now switching that into twos was a little easier, but it, as I found in threes, you just you can't have that kind of fast play style unless you, I guess, are c- consistent enough. I mean, a big issue I had is I would try to outpace these people, and I was just missing a lot, or I was getting just very bad touches. So slowing the game down just really opened my eyes to seeing where the opponents are, where my teammates are. Like, passing in general got a lot easier because I was able to just, like... It's like I was seeing everything in slow motion because I wasn't zooming around the field all the time.
1: Yeah, so you want to just go ahead and explain, like, uh, things you weren't doing then in twos and threes compared to now? And then I'll go ahead and explain it, too.
2: So uh, I'd say back then I was not I was not team play oriented at all. Uh passing was not there. Um control the ball. I'd say I could control the ball pretty well, but it was not like I said team play oriented, which trying to 1v2 or 1v3 all the time was just not working out. Um I realized a big thing that I did back then was flip around the field, which in certain cases is it's good to do, but My way of flipping around the field was kind of making up for my lack of pads that I was gathering. So I would, instead of just getting, like, rotating to get pads and staying up field, I would just grab a big boost, make a play, and then I I would flip all the way back. Just And flipping in general, just being locked in that position or that direction that you're going in is very, very I guess, especially in threes where the, the play is always changing, like very quickly. Um, But yeah, I, I definitely say it's just like momentum and possession were a big thing that I lacked back then.
1: So me personally, again, I've been going through rings quite a bit, so uh, this might not apply to everybody. But for twos back when I, before I really started learning how to play twos, I thought my goal the entire time was to try to get the ball in a position where my teammate could score it. And then on offense, and then on defense, my whole entire like play was sitting in net, let them take a shot and try to score it. Or tr- not try to score it, but try to defend it. Whereas now on offense, I'm trying to go for a lot more solo plays and score personally instead of trying to pass the ball all the time. But you still have to look for those passing opportunities, even if it is twos. And True. then for defense, instead of just sitting in the net and wait for them to take a shot and hope that I can save it, people are getting a lot better to where they're going to play shots that I just can't save. So I'm taking a lot more preventative measures. I'm trying to prevent them from getting in that position to where they can take a shot. That's just not saveable So I'm pushing up, you know, midfield, I'm challenging, I'm learning how to shadow defense and everything else. And a big Reason why we both realized these things was we were able to have a lot of our games together, uh, re- replay analysis done within the Infinite Boost, you know, Discord. A lot of people in there are very willing and helpful when it comes to helping you improve and looking through your replays and seeing what you're doing wrong. Some of the people that helped us personally was Chewy Fusion B, and we also had Michael. So Michael, do you remember any of our big problems that we overcame, or any problems that we still have?
3: Yeah, so uh, I, I do recall a couple, a couple different uh, replay analyses I did for you guys. Um, there was a couple where I feel like you, you two have very, very opposite problems when you play. Um, I feel like. Thomas, you don't have enough hours in a lot of cases. And I feel like Echo, you have almost too many hours playing in, in a certain play style. So um, a, lot of, a lot of your mistakes, Thomas, would end up being um, uh, mechanical misplays, which I feel like maybe you just haven't had those experiences enough within games. Whereas I feel like Echoes were more decision-making errors uh, in terms of maybe uh, following up on a touch that, that should perhaps have been a pass instead um, and, and going for that instead of rotating out. Um, and I feel like a lot of yours, early on I remember there was uh, a, lot of, a lot of shadow defense issues. Uh, more recently, your, your, your defense has become actually quite good. Um, but yeah, just a lot of, I think maybe more mechanical consistency on, on your end. So very different problems for both of you. Um, but, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of progression out of both of you as as I'm, you know, watching more replays and playing with you a lot more.
1: Yeah, I feel like um, part of the reason why we're two Spartans and we do so well together is because we're polar opposites. So where uh, Echo or Brian might lack, I excel at, and where I lack, he excels at. So I lack at going for flashy solo plays that are going to get them scored on and they just can't save it, whereas echo at least initially he lacked the defensive rotations so we kind of picked each other up where the other one left off and that made us great twos partners that and see we... that
2: really helps with uh with sorry I don't mean to cut you off but like we kind of fit like a puzzle piece in a way so like whatever we were missing the other person made up for and now that we are trying to even out our play styles uh it's a lot easier to improve at these things that we've never really got into because we could just ask each other like okay well you're you're more into dribbling or you're more into passing how do you find these opportunities what do you look for
1: right and we really we really just like i said pick each other up where we left off and a lot of that was thanks to the people in the infinite boost discord that were able to point out these things so now recently i've been working a lot more on mechanics and consistency whereas echo has been working on consistency and passing and hopefully defense have you been working on defense a lot or you just kind of
2: uh more of slowing down my game i guess i think slowing down my game kind of helps with my defense just because a big issue that i'd have on defense i would just i would just push the ball right so if i I would push and it would either get flicked over me or cut around me or I was just not in a position that I should have pushed and because I did, it kind of leaves an open net or a bad position in general. So my defense is kind of, is getting built upon these other things that are improving. But I think it definitely would be beneficial for me to work on like defense directly.
1: Yeah, and a lot of What we've both been doing is we do play a lot of twos together, but we also do some threes. And going from one game mode to the other is completely different. So for threes, I mainly try to slow down, make sure my touches are meaningful and good, and make sure I keep in mind what position I'm in, either I'm first man, second man, or last man back. I need to make sure I'm playing that role to the best of my abilities. And it's also a big part of just realizing what role you have. And not cutting your other teammates off because oh i thought i was second man i cut off the second man and i was last back so now the ball is in our net kind of deal
2: well yeah that's something that definitely helped me in threes especially is just saying out loud to your teammates or even if you're solo looking just saying oh i'm first oh i'm second here or i'm third so if you know if you have a teammate behind you let's say they think they're second or they want to be second, if you say you're second, they could say, oh, wait, I, I think I have a better play here. Or they could at least know what kind of play or what kind of position you're trying to take. Because sometimes it's it's a little difficult to like understand, like, okay, is he trying to be ready for a pass here? Or is he trying to back up the first man? Which I think is... It's it's a lot easier if you just directly state, you know, okay, I'm I'm gonna help, I'm gonna I'm backing up this 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 first man, so you can be the person ready for this pass.
1: Right, and going back to like learning rotations, a lot of uh, what we had to learn was what you're actually supposed to do in each position. As first man, I used to think that you're just supposed to monkey and try to hit the ball and put it somewhere where the second man can then follow it up. But now it's more as uh, realizing the actual meaning to each role. So like first man, your goal is to get something going for your team. It's either to cut off their play or start your team's own play and score the ball or set the ball in a way that your second man can follow up on it. And last man back, it's obviously to be there in case the worst case scenario happens and the ball gets either boomed to your side or it's a bad 50 um a lot of what we had to do was realize what we needed to work on and then just work on it and part of that came with having a warm-up routine so recently we've had really not a super strict but we've been trying to at least have something going before we hop into each game you want to kind of explain that there brian
2: okay yeah so uh, a big thing that we we have learned is that Consistency, not in the mechanical sense, but just in general, is is very key. So, we would, uh, we would really just kind of run into games. We'd do like maybe a five to ten minute warm up, but we'd just kind of go into games based on how we were playing. And a big thing that we found was that because we didn't have this consistent routine of like, be- like making sure everything was on point, we would find that day by day our our just plays or our our gameplay in general was just very inconsistent. Like one day we would be playing really good, and one day we'd just be barely hitting the ball. So the one thing that uh, I feel has really counteracted this was just having a set and and warm up uh, set warm up routine that kind of uh, accounts for all the different areas or most of the areas in the game. Um, so like personally my warm-up consists of I, I don't have a set time on anything because a lot of these are custom maps where you can like essentially beat the level or beat like the actual map you're doing. But the main thing I do for free play, I try to I start off with free play just hitting the ball around about like fifteen to twenty minutes. Um and then I, I kinda go into like an aerial like uh like the the speed rings maps. Uh, I try to beat that at least like two times which uh isn't too long it's about like 10-15 minutes also um and then i recently i've been getting into the hornet's nest map which i will say it is it is very like uh it's very difficult and that kind of leads to a lot of uh rage i guess but when you do complete it is very very a great, great great feeling um Personally, I've been trying to have a lot more of an emphasis on dribbling and flicks, so I've been doing the dribble map, uh, uh, a lot of the different dribble maps that there are, and I've been, after I do about 15 to 20 minutes on on a a particular dribbling map, I would, I, I go into free play, and I just get the ball in my car, dribble it for a little bit, and then position it in a place that I can flick consistently, and uh i feel like that is is a very good thing to focus on i think when you're warming up you want to have these set like you want to work on your shots you want to work on your aerials your dribbling and everything but you also want to have at least like one thing that you want to work on extra hard because you know you're lacking in so yeah for me that's flicks i spend a lot of time on flicks and then uh after that i i go into uh the shot accuracy custom map um which is, it's it's very very helpful. Um, being able to place it in different positions and different heights, um, it's a very good skill to have. Uh, and then I kind of just end everything off on like another five minutes of free play just to make sure everything's working in sync. And then a few games of casual and into ranked.
1: Yeah. So a lot of my warm up routine is I want to have. One thing that I'm not good at that I need to get better at that actually makes sense, so obviously not like trying to get better at double flip resets or anything crazy. <coughs> who would do that? Like some people, but uh, my warm-up routine consists of... I want to get a lot better at dribbling. I'm, I'm more of a grounded player, and I think if I can get good at consistent, accurate, and powerful flicks, that'll bring a lot to the table for you know possibilities and things I can do in ranked. And then after I do some of that, I'll do the aim training custom map, which just kind of focuses on improving fundamentals, you know, placing the ball where you want it at different awkward angles and heights and the ball moving in different directions as well. But a lot of it is, I feel like, work on one thing you want to get good at, whether it's improving your aerials, uh, air dribbles, ground air dribbles, dribbles, or flicks, focus on one of those, maybe put some more time into it, and then for the rest of the time you're warming up, go back to the fundamentals. I feel like no matter what rank you are or how good you are, you still need to be improving on the fundamentals like shot consistency and aerials and you know, meaningful touches.
2: Yeah, so, I think that that definitely goes back into, I guess, playing the game efficiently which I feel like you would probably have a lot more on than me, just because I worked on these these difficult mechanics that, yeah, they're hard, but they're not very useful or applicable in-game. So I think working on just dribbling, flicks, shots, uh, bit like redirects maybe, just things that you know you can use very often, things that like will lead to a goal and are your scoring factors i guess
1: right and another thing we realized uh that's kind of a big deal is we want to we've been trying to stick to one game mode a day whether it's twos or threes because there's just such a huge difference between the two game modes that if you switch from twos to threes you might be playing too fast you might be trying to take a dribble where you shouldn't and you're just not in the mindset to play threes and it's going to take you a handful of games to get used to it, and it's just going to be a bad time. So we've been really sticking to one-game mode a day.
2: Yeah, that is that is something that we've definitely done a lot better this season than last season. Last season, I feel, uh, in general, I think our game games were a lot more laid back. Like, we would... Um, warm-ups weren't really there. Uh, whenever we did ranked, we would constantly switch between twos and threes, but we would do... We wouldn't really... I guess, try our hardest, mainly because like we weren't fully warmed up. Maybe comms weren't really there. Um, we would obviously try to win. It's just it was not our peak performance that we could have been.
1: Right. Like, we'd be having a bad day in twos. So we're like, all right, let's try threes out. We hop into threes and we're still having a bad day. And now we have to get used to a new game mode with a third person in the game who we don't know at all. And it just turned out that we went from losing twos games to losing threes games. And then we're like, all right, right, it's enough for today. And I think another thing a lot of people have to realize is if you're playing ranked and you're just doing poorly, like you lose four or five games in a row, the odds are it's not just you getting placed against some SSL smurf or somebody that shouldn't be at that rank. It's a lot of just you not having a good day so you just need to stop playing ranked
2: yeah i think that's that's something something that we used to do a lot was if we weren't doing good in one game mode our idea was that it was kind of just in that game mode that we're doing bad so we would move over to threes expecting a completely different story and that's really just not how it went so i think a lot of people uh i think the term is like tilt queuing Where they're on a losing streak, but they'll just keep queuing for whatever reason. And um, I think recently, what we've been doing, if we realize that we're not playing very good, what we'll do is we'll either just do training afterwards, maybe just chat and just do training. Um, And now, if that, if that, if we were just feeling Rocket League in general wasn't really the time, I think it's important to not force yourself to play if you're not having a good time playing, I guess. Like, you don't want to burn yourself out because in the long term, that's really going to hurt you. If you don't feel like playing or you don't feel like training, just don't force yourself. You know, I mean, our, our I guess, second game has been uh Sea Thieves lately, which is, it's quite opposite from uh, Rocket League in the sense that it's not very competitive. It's a lot more downtime, which I feel like really just helps us get that divide, so that when we're when we leave Rocket League, we don't want to go into like another competitive game. I mean, for some people that might work, but I feel like that would just be very uh, overwhelming. And especially trying to competitive games, obviously, usually take a lot more skill. And having to focus on getting better at two different things obviously means you have to split up your time, which doesn't really doesn't really help. So really, just having that second game. That is just more chill in terms of if you play Rocket League, maybe you're you could have like the opposite. You know, if you if you play like a chiller game, you could go back to playing like a competitive game on the side or it really depends on what you play and how you play them.
1: Right. A lot of what we did was if we're just playing ranked and we're doing poorly, we would start, you know, tilt queuing. We're thinking, oh, we're down by three games. Now we have to win three games just to break even. Oh, yeah, that was was the next three games. Yeah,
2: our 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 thing was that if we ended on a loss, that was a very bad thing, which obviously ending on a loss is not a good thing. But having the idea that you always have to end on a positive or like a a neutral is it's not really realistic. But at the same time, it's also with that mindset. It's just not you're not going to be able to do that. Um. Now I feel I do feel like a big thing that we used to do too is well in game um, I feel like we might we might have given up a lot easier than we do now cuz a big thing that we've been seeing recently is our adaptability and, and change of pace has really changed because something that really struck us by surprise is last season when in twos we were really we got we got one game off c3 many times but what we found is as soon as we went from c2 div 3 to div 4 the entire game cha- changed right so we we spent so much time focusing on how to beat this one play style in c2 and then we hit C two to four, and the play styles changed. They were a lot faster, a lot more consistent, and we we really had a hard time adapting to that. Now, um, now that kind of carried over. So when whenever we were in game, if we were down by three and we had like let's say two minutes left, back then honestly, I, it wouldn't be that much of a surprise if we forfeit at that point, because that our idea of not necessarily coming back, but just adapting to certain play styles. Like it just seems so out of reach for us, but now we, our biggest thing is that we are able to, our our biggest like positive now is that we're able to switch up the game within like not, not long. Like if we realize something is an issue, we know how to change it and we know how to just turn the game around, which I think lets us not give up easy, like as easily. And we know that at least from game to game, we're not having the mindset that oh I lost this this last game, right? So we're not having that uh that negative impact on the following games or like mid game.
1: Right. A lot of what we've been improving on is we now understand what we're capable of. So before if we were down by three three goals with two minutes left, we might just forfeit. But now we are able to realize, hey, we can beat these guys, you know, it's winnable, let's keep playing this one out. Or sometimes it'll be like, oh, these guys are just simply out of our league, you know, let's just throw this one in the dumpster and move on to the next game. And a lot of that comes from understanding each other's play styles and, like he said, adapting to the other person's play style. So if we hop in a game within the first minute or so, we realize what their kind of play style is, what to expect. You know, which one on their team is more threatening and how to play around that, which has been a huge advantage to us at playing games at like peak performance. And also, like you said, we were struggling a lot because there was a huge difference between bottom C2 and top C2 that we would get to the top of C2, almost in a C3. And we would just get hit with a wall because the people there are completely different than the people at you know, just barely in a C2. And yeah, a lot of what helped us with uh, overcoming that is just playing games with higher ranks in uh, custom, you know, custom lobbies. So we did a lot on the Infinite Boost podcast where we would, you know, just hop in there, talk to each other, and a few more people might join. And the next thing you know, we're running 2v2 custom games against two GCs. And Michael is usually there quite a bit too, so he could probably have some input on this. But how do you think that helped us realize where we need to be? And do you think that benefits us at all, being able to have the opportunity to place against such higher opponents?
2: Uh, I think. I, I, I think. Go on. Sorry. Sorry, man. I just, I just want to say, uh, he said uh, "Infinite Boost" podcast before. We mean the, we mean the Discord, right? So Discord, oh, check yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. Very, very that. helpful place to go to um sorry michael go ahead
3: no i think um yeah i think playing playing against and with higher ranks just just opens you up to to more more possibilities and and, and understanding things that can be done and understanding how people are going to play to high rank um i see it a lot when i play with people people higher rank than me um sometimes i'm in the wrong position i'm in the right position for my for my rank um, so I'm thinking of, of specifically uh, Ty and, and Messi in particular when I play with them. A lot of the time, they'll take the ball to the sidewall and then recover and reset off sidewall and, and take the ball again. And a lot of the time, I see that uh, that it's just... I'm, I'm up in the air, ready to take the ball off sidewall because I think the play is dead for them. And then they have the ability to keep going again. And it's it, it's helping me like understand... And be a better teammate because I'm I'm aware of a possibility that my my teammate might might try to take that again, and it's not always applicable at my rank. But having that knowledge as I as I increase through the ranks, I'll be I'll be ready to, to deal with that. How about you guys?
2: I I definitely say that uh, I just in general playing against higher ranks, especially in a custom match setting where rank isn't really a factor. I mean. Uh, opposing, like honestly, obviously, if we lose, it's not uh, a bad thing. I guess. I mean, if you if you're losing in these custom matches against GCs, uh, you you know why, right? You know why, and you know that they're they're better than you. But you know that uh, going against these these higher levels when you move back into your ranked games, if you're so like uh, used to this this play style. Moving into your rank games, it in theory it should be a lot easier, and that's something that I have found, and I think a lot of people see. I feel like playing against higher level people. A lot of people don't really like it because they feel like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just going to keep losing. I'm just going to lose. I, I can't expect to win. And I feel like in in a sense that's that's true. You can't really you want you want to win, but you have to remember they are a lot higher than you but you want to kind of take it as a, a learning opportunity so that um so that in the end it's it's kind of you're improving right i think a lot of people play ones just to get their rank higher when at least for me ones is a lot more of just improving if i was losing games as long as i realized what i was doing wrong and i was able to change it that was the biggest thing thing for me i mean a lot of my friends um back when i i used to play with a lot a lot of my plat friends they me and them used to just one v one all the time. Now they obviously didn't expect to win, but what ended up what ended up happening is one of my buddies they were like gold three in ones, and after playing with me for about like two ish weeks, like every time before a play session we do like five to ten minutes of just a one v one. He went into ranked immediately, climbing and in a one play session hit diamond one, going from gold three to diamond one just because of how. Adapted he was to playing against faster speeds and more capable players. So I think that's definitely something people wanting to improve should do is just get that experience in those higher lobbies so that when you eventually move into them, you are not so caught off guard.
1: Right. So a lot of what got me through the ranks so fast from, you know, playing the game for almost a year now, being in Champ 2 uh is just looking at the players above me and asking myself what are they doing that i'm not doing and obviously it's to begin doing that you need to actually see gameplay or play with people at that rank so being able to hop in the infinite boost discord and ask to play with somebody with a higher rank and have somebody so readily available to play with you definitely helps you realize hey what is this guy doing that i'm not why is this guy gc1 and i'm not you know And if you realize, oh, his positioning is just what makes the difference here in this play, and then you can work on positioning, you realize, oh, his positioning is like mine, but he's just more mechanical, then you work on mechanics. And that's really helped me get through the higher ranks, and being able to play with these higher ranks has really opened up that window into the higher ranks a lot more. And I've been able to see what I need to work on a lot better because of it, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's... That's definitely important. Um, like I think what a lot of people do is they will, you'll have these gold players, right? That are trying to improve, and they'll they'll maybe analyze like pro gameplay or analyze RLCS, and obviously that is seeing that is good and trying to understand that. But I feel like if you're at such a uh, a difference in rank, trying to apply these very high level like ideas or like mechanical things at that point it's just so difficult to do so when you when you were talking about how you just you would look at players of like the next rank above you i feel like that's a lot easier to take in or uh, understand like especially then at, at them as a player they can tell you like okay so i'm in gc now what did i do to get from champ to gc and they'll give you a good answer and you can see like okay well I actually seem to be lacking in that department so maybe if I if I take that next step also maybe GC is is right ahead um I think I think also uh in general uh replay analysis if you can get good people and I think I definitely want to just shout out the Discord again. Um, you want to? I think there's a lot of good resources in the Discord. We've have we've gotten a lot of people to really help us and and play against, play with. Um, it's just there's there's very good resources and very um, different kinds of resources in this Discord that are are very good to take advantage of.
3: Yeah, I think I think utilizing the people that you have around you is a is a really big and important thing in in progressing for the longest time i just played by myself and with a with a bunch of friends and and didn't take improvement and progression seriously and i think yeah recently especially since since joining the discord it's night and day the difference between between actively trying to improve and just just going out there and bashing a car against a bowl and and seeing what happens um and that the great thing is there's always someone that's willing to to take some time and and help you out um and check out some of the the things you might need need to work on and, and help you through some some replay analysis
1: yeah and you're from australia right correct yes so there's people from all over the world we even have some people in the eu mainly the u.s but even if you're not you know strictly from the u.s and you think oh nobody's going to be up at the time that i am to play any games you know there's still always somebody there for you and they want to play games with somebody else just as much as you do oh yeah yeah it's helped out just a ton
2: especially since these different regions have such different ways of playing Get, being able to understand these different areas are are very very helpful, especially when um, I don't know. I've heard that certain players are in certain areas are more aggressive or more more defensive, or they have certain things that they're they're good at. Where people across the world maybe are are better at other things. Um, I think core gameplay is there, but there's just a difference that getting exposed to is very useful.
1: Right. And a lot of what we've been doing recently is just trying to improve slowly, not trying to go from barely being able to aerial to immediately practicing air dribbles, you know. It's just improving at small increments and trying to play at comp, you know, when you actually decide to hop into competitive mode at peak performance. Exactly. That way you realize, oh, I'm champ one. And that's, you know, that's my peak. Not, oh, I'm champ one, and I probably could be champ two, but I just have my off days.
2: Yeah, that's, that's definitely something that, um, you want to, you don't want to overplay, right? If you, you want to be playing at such a great, a, a good, a good pace, I guess. Um, that's why warming up is very, very important. And, um, not overplaying because you want to make sure like you're playing in that that performance that will win games right if you realize that you're you're just taking a tank after i don't know how it depends on who you are how many games are just enough for you but um i think that's important i mean i think especially don't uh don't think about this in a way that like If you lose one game to stop, obviously you want to keep playing, but um, just just playing ranked in those small but very important and you want to make sure you're going strong in those small amount of games that you're playing. And also having just a a consistent routine of warming up and playing also just not playing more is good, but you want to make sure that you're not just skipping out on a warm up and going straight into ranked just because I guess you want to. I mean, if anything, you want to make sure you're focusing more on that warm up, so that maybe, maybe not even a warm up, just training in general so that the next day, maybe you're a little bit better in that area that you're training.
1: Right. And like you said, you definitely want to have fun playing the game. You don't want to burn yourself out. You don't want to play so much or force yourself to play when you don't want to to the point where you just hate Rocket League. And you're just done with playing with, playing it, you know, in general. That's uh, that's
2: something that like us playing together really helps with too. Is we're able to play a lot more games together just because we have fun playing with each other. So that just makes grinding out rank, uh, grinding out ranked, a lot easier.
1: Right. We're definitely not burning ourselves out, and like you said before uh it's either we'll play ranked if we're burned out on rank and we don't want to try that hard anymore we can hop in a casual we could hit up the discord and see if anybody wants to play some in-house games or we could just go to a completely different game that's a huge change of pace like see at these where you have a lot of downtime it's relaxing and it's, you're still having fun
2: yeah exactly i mean something recently that we kind of just dipped our toes in is custom maps um I, I also recently switched over to PC so these are actually available to me now. Um but like mainly the the multiplayer custom maps just in that sense you're still playing Rocket League but you're it's just a, there's so many different variations of just this this core game that are just so so fun I guess. If you want to keep playing Rocket League after a long day of grinding ranks, you know, you just hop into like 1v1 volleyball with one of your buddies or even some of the aerial races or it's just such a different pace but it's still the game the core game
1: right so overall uh there is also IGL coming up I know for the last IGL Tom decided to put together a team and have them do it through the Discord. And this IGL, we're trying to expand our Rocket League career past just playing the game and hopping into comp. Uh, And we got into a. I
2: guess you could call it like a a team team. together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We got into a team together and we're going to hop into IGL. We want to expand past just playing comp. We want to, you know, go into more tournaments. We want want a different set of motivation. Yeah.
2: Um, So. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I, I just want to expand upon like motivation. Obviously, you want to you want to get better for rank, but I think having things like IGL is just very helpful to have some other sense of motivation that is just not that icon, right? That 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 rank icon just getting purple or red or wherever you're at, you know?
1: Right. Definitely looking to expand our Rocket League careers quite a bit. There's, uh, there's anything else you want to talk about there, Brian? With that,
2: uh, I don't think there really is much more. I think, um, as a player, if you haven't gotten to IGL yet, I think it's really important or helpful, I guess, to to do so. You know, um, no matter what rank you are, because I'm pretty sure it's open to most.
1: It's if open not all... to any rank. You know, it's open to uh anybody you don't have to pay to get in it's not like some big deal you can sign up yourself you don't have to go through a discord or a team or organization or anything you can sign up yourself play for free and have fun and do something a little bit different yeah the only thing is you have to have your own team if you're doing twos or threes you have to actually set up your own team
2: true true which i I definitely think is quite important there i mean i think for a tournament you don't want to be you want to make sure you have some experience playing as a team with whoever you're going into that tournament with. Cause obviously it's, there's no risk if you lose, but when you're going in, you, you want to push your hardest, right?
1: Yeah. So I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you did listen and go, feel free to hop in the discord and let us know, you know, if you like this new style of podcast, if you didn't, Uh, We're always in the Discord, so you can just type in there and one of us will get back to you. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us, Michael.
3: No worries, gentlemen. Thank you for having me.
1: And thank you for being here with me, Echo.
2: Yes. Uh...
1: All right. Have a wonderful day. I'll probably never be back on the podcast. (laughs)
0: Adios.
1: (laughs) See ya.